This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are breaking down uh, District 5 and 6 activities week in, week out in the great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by our East Idaho expert, Sean Kane. <laughs> What's up, Sean? Oh, you know, it's a tale as old as time. We've got Hillcrest, Preston, Pocatello in the top three of boys basketball. Uh, you know, we've got Rigby girls firing off cylinders, Madison boys playing really well too. You know, just just basketball. This tale's oldest time here in East Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> yes, twas the week before Christmas and all through the East. Several teams were challenging for the role of number one beast of the East. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Logan. Come on, that, didn't Logan write that one little? Yeah. Yeah, wow. he did. Yeah. Watch out, we, Logan. You know, we're we're just trying to up our our game here at IdahoSports.com. Hey, I see some people checking in live here. Yes, we are recording this prepcast live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. Of course. Uh, you can always watch this on the replay as well. Um, you can listen to this podcast at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. But uh, if you are watching today and you've got a, a question, a shout out, something you want to ask us, go ahead and throw it in the comments. We'll throw it up on the screen and break it down. But otherwise, Sean, we've got a lot of holiday hoops to break down. I thought we'd start with girls basketball first then transition into boys basketball. We'll talk about the holiday tournaments that have already taken place, the tournaments that are taking place currently, and then we'll also preview what's coming up. There aren't really any games coming up after tomorrow. Everybody will have kind of the weekend off for, for Christmas, and then a couple of teams will get back into it next week with some holiday tournaments. But with that said, I thought it would be a good time to take a one-week break for the holidays next week. Um, and then we will come back with our next episode in the new year. How does that sound? Uh, just magical. <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, Ebenezer Scrooge here. And uh, yeah, here you go, Bob hey, I, Ratchet. You get one <laughs> week off. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know, I got last week off. I had a great time um, watching the Max Prep uh, special, Christmas special. <laughs> Yeah, the holiday special. You know, we did. Uh, we, Clark wasn't there, but it was pretty good. We did get some pretty good feedback on that. You know, when we did it live, we scheduled it on on a Thursday night where almost every basketball and wrestling team was competing. And so we didn't have a ton of people checking in live, but a lot of people have watched on the replay. And Yeah, that's that's basketball, though. There's going to be games anyway. Slice it. But yeah, it was good. Uh, in fact, I guess I like the the reactions to that um prep cast more than anything i like uh seeing different uh coaches athletic directors kind of thoughts on that and it was kind of eye-opening to a lot of people i think they couldn't they, they're like oh and i'm thinking because ad side's like what what if um so that that was pretty good so it was kind of nice for me not to have to do anything and uh, make fun of you guys, but yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, we have, uh, we, we have, we had, we surveyed, uh, a lot of athletic directors and coaches and kind of got their thoughts, um, as well. If you haven't watched that or listened to that max prep special yet, you can find that, uh, on the idahosports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter account, wherever you're watching this prep cast right now. Uh, we also put it into the po uh, podcast feed for the East idaho prep cast also so all right sean let's dive into it holiday hoops let's talk about the one tournament that's currently happening 
It is the Tarkanian Classic in Las Vegas. Uh, Rigby High School is there competing on the girls' side for the first time in school history, Sean. The Rigby girls' basketball program traveled out of state to play in a national tournament. Kind of tells you where the program is at compared to where it's been in years past. We, we talked about the bracket a couple weeks ago where all three of the Idaho teams that were there playing, Coeur d'Alene, Rigby, and Columbia, all got thrown into the same bracket. And we kind of were secretly hoping that, okay, we want Rigby and Coeur d'Alene to match up. And sure enough, Sean, we're getting it later this afternoon, 4.05 p.m. Pacific time tip-off. That is 5.05 in the Mountain Time Zone. But here, here's the matchup, Rigby and Coeur d'Alene in Las Vegas. I can't wait. I mean, hey, it's it's going to be a little warmer than either Rigby or Carlane, but yeah, it could be a could be a preview, right? It could be a preview of a late season playoff state type game uh, on a neutral court, you know. So those games are always interesting. You don't probably have a huge home crowd, um, and sometimes those gyms aren't as full. But the Tarkane Classic in the years past, they seem to get a lot of fans come watch a lot of different um, players, and it's a good good place to showcase. Um, some players right you might have some players from rigby and we know uh barbary and some other ones but man it's going to be it'll be a fantastic matchup yeah this is uh also taking place in the diamond bracket sean this is the the elite of the elite teams here um this was a gigantic 16 team bracket sean <laughs> 16 teams which means four days of competition this is a semi-final sean between rigby and Coeur d'Alene, the winner of this game will advance to the championship to play either Ridgeline from Utah or West High School from Salt Lake City, Utah. So, I mean, big stakes as well in this game. Yeah, and, the, and both those teams from Utah are traditionally very good, and 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 I think they've went um, to this tournament a few years in a row too. So that'll be that'll be a great matchup. Whoever makes it. Um, and I just like you get that tournament experience, you know what it feels like having to play multiple games in a row, um, and how, how that works and some different opponents. So, uh, big, big stakes, but you know, I, I have to like Rigby, like I, you know, talked about a little bit in our pregame. I think Rigby's the number one girls team right now in the state. Um, just early gut shot predictions, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I think Coeur is still a, a solid team. Um, but lost some players from last year. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what comes of that game. Yeah, this will be really the big test because the only other, you know, 5A program of significance that Rigby has played is Hawaii. They hosted Hawaii back at the start of December and won 65 to 38. And using that data point, oh, Hawaii beat Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain beat Lake City, Lake City beat Boise, Boise beat Coeur d'Alene. You know, it's all this hypothetical, but now yeah. here is a hard data point that we'll be able to use to evaluate each of these programs. Yeah, later in the season too. Um, I, like I, we've talked about before, I always take that later season matchup a little more strongly after you've had time to adjust, get players going, um, you know, just whatever sport the athletes been playing before in the fall uh kind of transitioning and later in the season you really get that full uh full meal deal of what's going on yep for sure so uh rigby's 2-0 at the tournament so far sean they won their opener over uh basic academy from nevada that's i gotta be honest here that just sounds like one of these sham schools that was hastily slept oh yeah we're the we're basic academy <laughs> I mean, with all the names of things in Las Vegas, that's all they could come up with. Maybe Basic Foods is sponsoring them. I don't know. 
nutritious yeah. meals at a quality price. <laughs> Apparently, I'm looking this up. It's the Basic Academy of International Studies. It's in Henderson, Nevada. Um, I don't know. Anyways, uh, shockingly, Rigby won pretty convincingly, uh, 53 to 18. And then yesterday, they had uh, a pretty interesting semifinal against Monsignor Scanlon, which is from the Bronx, New York, Sean. You go from one opposite to the other. They played a team from the Bronx, Monsignor Scanlon from New York, and they won that game 55-43. to 43. So Trojans are 2-0, Coeur d'Alene's 2-0, semifinal today. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would imagine most teams want to get to Vegas during Christmas time, right? Yeah. No one's like, uh, no, I don't want to be in Las Vegas when it's cold outside, but uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. It, it's, I mean, I guess you never know, right? Sometimes a team could be really good. Like you don't know like teams from New York t- typically. So um, I'm really excited for this quarter lane matchup though. I think we know what kind of programs we get when we get both those teams in a gym together. Yep, for sure. Um, okay, let's talk about uh, and what an experience for Rigby too to be able to say, "Hey, we beat a team from the Bronx <laughs> in New York." That's a pretty cool deal. Um, okay, let's recap some of the tournaments um, that actually uh, wrapped up over the last week. Sean, let's start with Sugar Salem. The Diggers got into the holiday tournament action here, hosting uh, a tournament for the first time at least since I've been on the Idaho sports scene. Maybe they've done it in the past, but it was called the Sugar Salem Shootout. And we had a couple of teams from Utah and then also Sugar Salem, North Fremont, and Grace were all there competing. So this was a fun little kind of six-team round-robin type tournament. Um, Good opportunity for the diggers to showcase their facilities, get some good teams into the building as well. And so... I thought this was a pretty fun tournament and something a little different. Yeah. And you know, I, we got the matchup. I think we kind of wanted right sugar Salem versus grace at the end. So that's something I definitely wanted to see. And, uh, I like that grace one up there too, playing a little bigger schools and yeah, pretty cool for sugar. I mean, sugar's kind of a, I mean, not an uh, an unknown mecca of state championships. I think it's pretty well known, but yeah, right. I mean, it, what a nice uh, way to highlight what's going on up there. Yeah, so I think we wanted to see Sugar Salem and Grace, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that I think the matchup Coach Crystal Daly was most excited about was Sugar Salem versus Leighton Christian from Utah, right? Private school from Utah. They're they're kind of like uh, the Sugar Salem of of Utah. That you know they win a lot of championships. Um, but Sugar does go three and zero at the shootout. They beat Leighton Christian in the opener, forty five thirty six. They beat Grace fifty eight forty one, and then they turned around and played again. On Saturday, they actually played Grantsville, Utah first, and they won 54-41, and then they played Grace in the finale and won 58-41. The Grizzlies, meanwhile, uh, they fell in two of their three contests. They lost to Grantsville, 64-30. They lost to Sugar, as we mentioned. They did turn around and beat Ogden, 52-23. to So Grace was by far the smallest team at this tournament, Sean, and they ended up holding their own against much larger teams. Yeah, pretty... Um, competitive scores, you know, except maybe that Grantsville one. But I mean, what do they have? Eight, eight girls on that bench <laughs> for Grace, probably something like that. I mean, it's not a very deep team, but they're always really competitive and very strong. So good showing for the Grace up there, 
in Sugar Salem. Yep. And then North Fremont was at this tournament as well. Coach Ben Lenz's Huskies. They played all three of the Utah schools. They beat Ogden 48-22. They beat Leighton Christian 45-37. They fall to Grantsville by only five, 47-42. So you got to say, okay, this was a pretty successful tournament for North Fremont also. Now, North Fremont has taken it on the chin a little bit in non-conference play, right? They've been swept by Teton. Uh, they have been swept now by South Fremont. But again, this is where if you just look at the win-loss record, you're going to go, ah, North Fremont's five and six uh, and poo-poo it. But this is a really good team that's played a really challenging schedule. South Fremont and Teton are both teams we think are going to be contending for for bids to the 3A state tournament. Yeah, I I think you've just got a conglomerate of good teams in that area, right? You've got South Fremont, uh, North Fremont, Teton. Uh, you just, there's... There's, there's a lot of good competition, and um, it's going to be a battle until the end. But I, I do like North Fremont. I like that they played a challenging schedule to start with. I don't think their record's very vindictive of how good that team is and how well they're playing right now. Yeah, for sure. So that was a good showing by all three Idaho schools, Sugar Salem, North Fremont, and Grace at the Sugar Salem Shootout. Big shout-out to Coach Crystal Daly and Tyler Richens, the athletic director up there at Sugar, uh, for putting this together. I thought that was a pretty cool deal. Um, okay, let's go uh, over to Wyoming, our neighbors to the east, Sean, the Flaming Gorge Classic. What a cool name. Uh, this is an annual tournament that is co-hosted by Green River High School as well as Rock Springs High School. They're both kind of close to that Wyoming-Idaho border. We had two teams go over to compete. We had Skyline from the 4A ranks, and we also had Bear Lake from the 2A ranks. Let's start with the Skyline girls, Sean. They go over. They go three and zero. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no problems whatsoever. And and Skyline uh, girls basketball. You know, you got the Shippen sisters. You just got a lot of good pieces. They're well coached as well. And uh, they went over there, took care of business. Um, you know, it's a it's a tough team. And what I like, what Skyline girls are doing. You know, they they played this tournament. They're going to go directly in the tournament. We're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, that they're semi-hosting right up in Idaho Falls, East Idaho Shootout. I like that. I like that ability to go um, and be battle-tough in tournaments. I, and I, I think you see that trending um, for teams that are good and want to go uh, to the state tournament and make deep runs as they play these hard uh, non-conference or you know sometimes conference opponents in these tournaments. And I I enjoy it. I like it. I, you get a good... Um, you get a good, you get to see what your team's made of um, multiple times in a week, right? Yep. So Skyline goes three and zero at the Flaming Gorge Classic. They beat Natrona, which is from Casper, and that's probably you know a, a bigger school than Skyline, or pretty pretty similar. They win that sixty seven to twenty nine. They beat Star Valley, which we know all about Star Valley from Afton, right? They win by 10, 58, 48. and then they beat Rock Springs on Saturday. 52 to 35. Now, Wyoming basketball is nowhere near Idaho basketball in terms of talent, right? I lived in Wyoming for a while and I saw it up close and personal, but still to go three, you know, quite an accomplishment. And Sean, in the process of that win on Friday over Star Valley, that 10 point victory, Shea Shippen became the all time leading scorer in Skyline history as well with 1,299 career points. So, congratulations, Shea Shippen the all-time leading scorer in Skyline Girls Hoops history. Yeah, sign that basketball and put it in the trophy case. <laughs> I mean, a great accomplishment. Um, yeah, you know, when I look at those scores, Star Valley, 
man, they're they're always really solid in both sides, uh, girls and boys. So that's I think that's a quality win that will speak uh, a lot to Skyline as they move forward. Yeah, and don't look now, but the Grizz are eight and one. Their only loss was by eleven points to Madison Class Five A school, and they had beaten Madison uh, in the previous really? matchup. So yeah, Skyline eight and one. They kind of had that weird year last year where they were up and down and never really could get it going, but. Boy, off to a tremendous start. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, Bear Lake was also competing uh, at the Flaming Gorge Classic. And so if if the schools that were there are kind of contemporaries of Skyline in terms of size, you knew coming in Bear Lake was going to be one of the smallest schools there. And yet, Sean, they go 3-0 as well. They beat Rock Springs. 43 37 they beat kelly walsh from casper 45 to 42 and then they beat manila utah 60 to 34 so despite being the smaller school in every single matchup bear lake goes three and zero as well at the flaming gorge classic yeah i mean you know bear lake what is 10 and 2 now so watch out i mean bear lake bear lake is kind of quietly putting together kind of a a, a strong record and um, doing a good job putting up points too. They're 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 a pretty high scoring team, I think, for that that division, right? For that two A division, I think they're putting up a good amount of points in the game. And I think if you are able to put up the points, you're able to win a lot of games. So nice job by Bear Lake. Yeah, it is shaping up to be a three team race in that District Five Class Two A hoop shot for the girls uh, between Soda Springs and Malad and Bear Lake. Now, Bear Lake already played Soda Springs once this year and fell by eight, 55 to 43. Um, they will get Malad for the first time coming out of the holiday break in the new year, January 4th. That's a big game that I've got circled, but essentially three really good teams. One and a half will have the chance to get the state, which means automatically a really good team is going to be left out. So this is going to be a fun conference race to watch. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on on that one for sure. Um, but you know, you got to like Bear Lake going and playing the, these tournaments to help their their bid when it comes later in the season against these tough conference opponents. Definitely. Um, let's talk about the Preston girls, Sean. They went over to compete in the Jerry Callen Memorial Tournament in Jerome. This was a a. a five or six team affair and basically it was just kind of a round robin everybody got a couple of games but they incorporated into it uh some really fun competitions you know they had like a three-point shooting competition and they had all these skills competitions and so that was pretty fun and a good experience for the preston girls um you know as for the results they go over and they go oh and three they fall to jerome 58 37 jerome's really good probably going to be at state they fall the Mountain Home 57 to 42. Mountain Home's really good, going to be fighting for a spot to go to state. And then they drop a game to Filer 44 to 37. That was their closest game of the weekend. You know, Preston, it, it's it's a rebuilding year a little bit, right? They're four yeah. and they're four and eight. Uh this league is still kind of Pocatello's is the team everybody's kind of put in the front, but you know. I think it could be pretty interesting between Preston and Century as they battle to see, you know, who potentially could finish second. Yeah, you know, Preston had the injuries last year and they're coming back. And I think they've got their, you know, the team that they want on the court that they haven't had before. So I think once they get more games under their belt, they're going to be a little more competitive. And and that's what you kind of see as you look through their schedules. They're getting more and co more competitive against these tougher teams. And I think, yeah, the, uh, Century and and them are both, I would still kind of like both kind of rebuild, new, younger, 
teams. They'll be very competitive and kind of comes down to who can put the ball in the basket, right? Who can score the points? Uh, sometimes both those teams have a hard time uh, just getting the shots to fall. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see how Preston continues to progress as the season moves along, Sean. So th those are kind of the uh, girls basketball tournament results that have already occurred. Before we hop into, uh, oh, and we've got our first comment here, Sean, from Ryan Skaggs, our North Idaho prep caster. You know, the North Idaho prep cast is coming up right after this one, Sean. Ryan says, Sean Kane is getting coal for Christmas. <laughs> well, it just, you know. I know no one will be watching the North Idaho one, but if you guys are here and just want to stay and give them a little Christmas charity, that'd be great. I, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate it from Sean Kane and my fans. Thank you. That's right. The, uh, we'll have to come up with a name for your, the Canesters or something. I don't yeah. know. We'll work <laughs> no. on it. We're no. Merry Christmas to you too, Ryan. <laughs> says i need some ointment for that burn <laughs> all right well we'll see if sean returns the favor on the north idaho prep cast coming up here at uh 11 mountain time no i don't know anyways my you guys are up yeah i'm, up sure, next. Little, I'm sure you'll talk about sandpoint <laughs> which i i really like sandpoint girls basketball uh i will have to say as an east idaho guy i'm a big fan of uh of that sandpoint girls basketball team so for sure. Uh, I'll be excited to hear about what they've been doing. Yeah. Sandpoint, of course, beat Shelly in the girls championship last year. Sean Shelly just eviscerated Minico over the weekend. Uh, I was pretty surprised. Not that yeah. Shelly won, but I mean. The score. Yeah. Yeah. 80 to 44. I yeah. think it was. And, and, you know, Minico's got CJ Lotta, one of the best players probably in the state period. So crazy, crazy right there. Yeah. All right. Before we preview what's coming up after the holiday break for holiday tournaments, I did want to check in on Blackfoot girls basketball really quickly, Sean, because they have had, <laughs> they've been riding the roller coaster lately. Uh, they, uh, in, in back-to-back -back games picked up a 43 to 42 win over Rigby, right? That Rigby team that we talked about earlier playing Coeur d'Alene today in the Tarkanian classic. And then last night, uh, they win again by a single point over Snake River in, you know, they call it the Civil War, uh, the two schools from Blackfoot, 49-48. So back-to-back one-point wins. But what I want to point to, Sean, is the fourth quarters for Blackfoot in each of these games. In the Rigby contest, Blackfoot outscores Rigby 18-7 to in the fourth quarter to win by a point. Last night, they outscored Snake River 12-4 to in the fourth quarter to, again, win by a point. Now, if you're a glass half full kind of guy, you go, wow, Blackfoot really playing when it counts in the fourth quarter and pulling out these wins. If you're glass half empty, you're going, man, they sure do dig themselves into a deep hole sometimes. Yeah, I, you know, I think they've got good shooters, right? You got Marley Piper, you got Addison Tanner. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're just like good shooters. And I think a lot of times if they get hot, it's going to be hard to beat Blackfoot, right, on any night. Um, and I just think right now those highs and lows are, are dipping a little bit, but you know, you've, you've got a good team and, and I, you know, we're going to talk about this all season long is that district six between Shelly Blackfoot skyline, right? Those three, I think are in a tier in then Hillcrest isn't bad either, but who knows what's going to happen in that conference. I don't know if there's going to be a conference where you're battling as hard, hard every night as that district six conference every conference game is going to matter so much and um you know the blackfoot came away with the district title last year over 
Shelly, which pretty much everyone probably had written in Shelly. And, you know, who's going to, who, who knows? But yeah, Blackfoot, two big wins. Um, the one thing that is kind of interesting is Madison is able, has been, has beaten um, Blackfoot and Skyline and then lost to him. So Madison, kind of a sneaky little 5A girls team up up north that uh, is not getting a lot of recognition, I don't think. But they've, they've got some pretty good wins. And I know it's a different classification, but Skyline, Blackfoot are good teams. So uh, don't sleep on, on Madison girls in uh in that 5a which you know is is dominated by rigby but we all know a rigby madison matchup can uh be exciting yeah (laughs) yes uh and shelly already played blackfoot once this year in blackfoot shelly won 66 to 38 pretty decisive i would i would expect the rematch which comes in January on, on the 17th. I would expect the rematch to be a little closer uh, because Blackfoot is a team under coach Ramey Odom uh, that just continues to get better with each passing week. Uh, so they beat Rigby by one. Then they beat Thunder Ridge in overtime, 47 to 41. And then they get the one point win over Snake River last night. Blackfoot is on a five game win streak. They have not lost since they lost to Shelley. And so, yeah, Blackfoot is a team. You know, we we were on the call last year at the state tournament, right, where Blackfoot was playing Columbia in the first round, Sean, and, you know, Blackfoot kind of dug that hole, and we kept waiting for it. We're like, oh, well, Blackfoot will climb out of this hole. It's what they do, and they just – they never did. And so yeah. that's always the danger, too, of, of digging that hole early. Yeah, you're just – you know, you're you're shooting, and there's not a bad shot, right? But the shots don't go in. It's It's bad. yeah yeah uh generally you know you need the ball to go through that that hoop to uh to have a chance um okay sean let's preview what's coming up for holiday tournaments after the christmas break big endeavor in east idaho uh skyline rigby idaho falls bonneville all collaborating to host the east idaho holiday shootout specifically let's talk girls matchups these are brackets so we can really only tell you what the opening matchups are going to be um but right away sean on wednesday the 27th pocatello is going to play lakeland battle of 4a powers lakeland is a team that's trying to break through and overcome sandpoint um but this will be a good measuring stick for okay, how does Pocatello compare to Sandpoint potentially with a common opponent here in Lakeland? Yeah, and, and Pocatello is a team where I think, you know, you're pretty, you were pretty high on them. Um, I, they've got all the pieces, you know, they all come back and, and they've kind of you've been up and down a little bit too this year. And that would be a big win. I think, I think they're still looking for that like signature, like we beat a team, we're here, we're not new. We don't want to hear this anymore. They're kind of looking for that. And I think if they beat Lakeland, maybe that's that win that catapults the thunder. Yeah. Also in the opening round, you've got Madison taking on Sandpoint. Speaking of two teams, you really like Sean. Yeah, I, that's, that's a good one. I mean, I, you know, I, it's hard to bet against that set Sandpoint team. Um, I think they're very well coached <laughs> and, uh, but Madison just sneakily good and, it's kind of going to be more of obviously a home game for Madison, but uh, a tough first round matchup. We'll have to see that pans out. But I, I, I do kind of like Sandpoint coming down and taking care of business. But Madison, again, like I just said, looking at the schedule, they've got some good quality wins. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see. Uh, the other Idaho matchup is Highland taking on Snake River, 5A versus 3A. I actually like Snake River in this matchup. 
yeah, Snake Snake River is just solid. They bring back a lot of those players from that championship team, and uh, I like them. And Highland, new coach, kind of a new team. Um, they're kind of trying to figure it out. Uh, it, it should be an entry ma- matchup, but Highland can get out and move fast. Uh, I just think Snake River's got too many shooters for Highland to really kind of keep up with the points, but um, interesting matchup. Yeah, only one player from last year's varsity team is back for Highland this year. Uh, is it Ryan? Ryan? Po- Pokebo, bro? Pokey bro. Yeah, is it yeah, Ryan? Pokey, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, Ryan po- Pokey bro. And she's right. she's like their center and their best shooter. Like she can hit, hit some threes <laughs> and tough defender. And she's a fun player to watch. And uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And they got some bells, you know, obviously on there too, um, bringing down the ball. And they're fast. They don't have the height that classically highland would have but yeah it'll, it'll be interesting um if if she can get going for highland then it's good but a- outside of that it's it's hard to find points and i think snake river just has too many scores yeah uh and then the other idaho versus idaho matchup on the opening day wednesday december uh 27th is teton against century 3a versus 4a uh, i like teton in this matchup over the diamondbacks yeah teton's a really really good team too. I, I think that's that's a tough matchup and Century is just kind of young trying to get into it a little different um look for the Diamondbacks this year new coach Meg Fleshman uh it, it'll be a, t- a tough game but also games they need to play right how do you find where you're at how do you find yourself as a team is by playing tough opponents and, and figuring those things out yep for sure um other first round matchups uh it's against out-of-state competition. Skyline, the hosts, they'll play Jordan, Utah. Bonneville is going to play Spring Creek, Nevada. Uh, Idaho Falls will play Elko, Nevada as well. Those are all on Wednesday, uh, the 27th. And then bracket play will continue on the 28th and the 29th. It all just kind of depends on who wins where, Sean, um, at the East Idaho Holiday Shootout on the girls' side. But Skyline and Rigby are going to be hosting um, those girls' games there um okay so let's look ahead at outside of east idaho girls basketball tournaments that are going on two taking place over in the treasure valley we have the parma holiday tournament parma hosts this every year parma of course is a very good 3a girls basketball program uh we have one team from the east traveling over there sean it's american falls and they will get napa christian right away in the opening round 3a versus 2a um other teams that are in this bracket that will be good challenges for american falls no matter you know where they stand also on their side of the bracket is kimberly and ontario oregon kimberly is a really good 3a program um parma of course the hosts um also uh weezer a 3a state participant is there and valley view a class 4a program is competing here as well so american falls is going to get some really good competition over in parma yeah american falls also uh plays teton tonight so huge game that's a huge game uh you've got that's a big game and then going into a tournament so uh american falls also scheduling themselves uh a tough a tough battle here for the holidays (laughs) Yeah, the Beavs are four and six, and they have played a gauntlet, right? They've played Bear Lake. They've played uh, twice. They've played uh, Malad. They're playing Teton. They've played Sugar twice already this year. They beat Sugar 32 to 25. We talked about that the last oh, yeah. time we were on the prep guest, right? Um, yeah, they are they are battle testing themselves for that showdown with Snake River um, 
for the District 5 title for sure. Um, and then the big tournament that's taking place, of course, is the annual Timber Lion Tournament, Sean. This is taking place at uh, Timberline High School and Bora High School. That's where you get the Timber Lion uh, name, of course. Um, who's competing over there? Thunder Ridge is going to make the trip over. Hillcrest is making the trip over. And we also have, I thought there was one more. Maybe that's it. Just the two teams. So um, two teams from the East. It'll be interesting to see how each of these stack up, you know, Hillcrest in particular, I thought got kind of a, a tough schedule of games, which is good because Hillcrest is, again, they're kind of in this fracas with Skyline and Shelly and yep. Blackfoot, and they're trying to get better, right, by playing tough competition. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then, you know, Thunder Ridge too, uh, you know, a really, really good team last year lost a, a lot of Division One type athletes and, um, they're, you know, kind of in a in a different landscape this year and uh, kind of battling hard. So it'll be good for them, I think, too, to just get those games under their belts and see where they're at as as a team at this year as opposed to last year. You know, sometimes you have that hangover from last year, right? Oh, we were really good. We had these players, but now we don't. What do we do now? Um, and what you do is you play tough opponents and and figure figure yourselves out. Yeah, so Thunder Ridge will play Rocky Mountain on Thursday. That's the walk in the park, right? Rocky Mountain got all the way to the championship last year. They'll play Cuna on Friday. That's a that's a winnable game for Thunder Ridge, I think. And then they'll play Middleton on Saturday. I think if I think if Thunder Ridge can go two and one, I think they can call that a successful weekend. And if they go one and two with maybe a close loss to Middleton, I think you could still call it a success, but um, three three tough games and then look at what hillcrest got middleton on thursday bora on friday bishop kelly on saturday that's a gauntlet well yeah <laughs> welcome 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 to ada county <laughs> i mean <laughs> uh yeah and you know you're playing those tough 5a opponents and you know where the chips fall are good but you know that what a intriguing matchup to play bishop kelly which i mean it looks pretty pretty much like they're going to come out as the number one team in 4a there but to see where you measure up against the you know ada county 4a teams that will be that'll be really interesting i think for hillcrest and again maybe just one of those wins like oh we can beat them we can beat blackfoot we could beat shelly i mean these are the teams we have to find a way to win these games if we want to be playing later on in the almost the spring <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yes, uh, Timber Lion tournament taking place after the holiday break as well. Okay, that is our girls basketball roundup, Sean. Are you ready to dive into boys hoops now? Always. Okay. Hey, uh, everyone that's watching live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, or Twitter account, before we dive into boys hoops talk, could you really quickly do us one small favor? Hit that like button and then share this because that'll help everybody that's not watching live find it a little easier amongst all the social media noise. So um, that would be super helpful if you could do that. All right, let's talk boys hoop, Sean. The big story was the uh, pro image sports classic uh, hosted by Owyhee and Rocky mountain last week. There was a large school division. There was a small school division. Let's start with the large schools where you had Madison and Hillcrest and Pocatello all going over to compete. I think the surprising uh, result we have to start with is Hillcrest going 0-3, Sean. Now, these were 
top of the line teams they were playing, but they lose to Salesian College Prep from California by three, 60 to 57. Then they fall to Ironwood, Arizona, 67 to 61. And then they lost to Sheldon, California in overtime, 82 to 71. So three losses, but three games where they were right there competing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure these teams coming in new Hillcrest right? You're the defending champs. They're going to give you your best game and maybe just a kind of a good thing for uh, Hillcrest to kind of take it on the chin a little bit, but it's not like they're playing bad teams. I mean, these games, um, you know, it seemed to me, this seemed to be like one of the best tournaments uh, skill wise, maybe ever. <laughs> I mean, like there, there's not a bad team in this bracket. Like these are good teams from, you know, the round our area and then around you know other states so you know sometimes you get some ducks in there but i don't think there was a duck no <laughs> there was, no there was there no was bad not. team and you know you you had dunks you had pullbacks turnaround jumpers um it, it was it was some good basketball and it, it, it might be tough for um hillcrest but maybe you know that's you, you can learn a lot from that uh i liked madison madison did real well but unfortunately madison felt a uh, why he kind of bad, which, you know, that would be, that's a matchup we'd look at later. Um, and Pocatello, you know, Pocatello got a win, a couple wins and, you know, they're, they're firing on all cylinders right now. And uh, I think that's good because I felt like um, maybe last year, the Thunder didn't have quite as tough a schedule as they needed to, to be ready for uh, that battle. And I think this is a big, a big point of emphasis for them to be in this tournament and have some of those tougher games under their belt for the Thunder. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk Madison first. Madison goes one and two. They beat Sheldon, California, 60 to 51 in the opening round. So all three, Madison, Pocatello, Hillcrest, all played Sheldon. Uh, Madison and Pokey beat Sheldon. Hillcrest fell in overtime. So take take from that what you will. Um, but then Madison lost to Corona Centennial in California. That was the number one ranked team in the country, I believe. Um or at one point was um, they lost that game 58 51. And then they lost to Hawaii in the third place matchup, 85 to 66. I think Hawaii was very motivated. I think Hawaii wanted the championship on their home floor. They had to settle for the third place game. I think there was some pent up frustrations <laughs> from the Hawaii side. <laughs> yeah. I, and I like Madison. I think Madison's good. I think they'll yeah. rebound, you know, Wilson and uh, they've, they've just got a lot of uh, good players. Madison does, but Hawaii's good too. I think Hawaii. uh, uh, like you said, probably just wanted wanted to win, win out when you, you're hosting. Yep. And Pokey also went one and two, right? The Thunder lost to Corona Centennial right away, 76 to 68. Then they beat Sheldon, California, 68-60. And then they fell to Ironwood, Arizona by just four, 79 to 75. So here's my question, Sean. Let's let's stir the debate a little bit here. Hillcrest goes 0-3. Pokey goes one and two. Pokey beat one of the teams that Hillcrest lost to. Is there a new favorite in the 4A ranks? It's kind of been Hillcrest because they're the, you know, two-time defending champs. But um, is is po has Pokey taken that, that mantle now? I mean, if you're voting on paper, I think you'd have to vote them number one as of right now. I, I think you would. I think you'd have to just on what data uh, and on paper we have now. Uh, and 
yeah, I you know, if they have that one common opponent. I know we talked about the other week. We really wanted to see them play. I really wanted to see Hillcrest and Pokey play in this tournament, just one early little glimmer. But uh yeah, it, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to come back. You know, it's hard to come back and defend. Every you know, every team is going out to beat you. They're gonna give you your best shot. Um, you know, Pocatello is probably they're probably okay with kind of being like Number two, like it's fine. We don't want, you know, it's fine. Uh, I know, I know how that is. Um, Hillcrest has got that target on the back, and they've got to go out and compete every time. But I think on paper, you know, maybe Pokedells, maybe the the best team right now. Okay, uh, we've got a comment here from RZ. We were talking about that Corona Centennial team from California. They're no joke. He says uh, Corona had the number ten ranked player in the nation and another top one hundred player as well. So yeah. Uh, okay. No, no surprise that Corona Centennial went there and cleaned up. But the fact that we were able to get a program like Corona Centennial to Idaho, I mean, just speaks volumes about. And why he, you know, like him, hate him, <laughs> you, you have to admit that they have helped elevate the, the quality of competition in the state of Idaho. Um, definitely. So, yeah, they've they've kind of, you know, said we've had a standard and we're going to raise that standard for good or bad and you, you kind of like it you like that opponents you like to see that and you kind of get some of that uh, it's good to see where idaho stands like if they have a top 10 player on their team you know they're obviously a top program in the nation so it's it's good to see where where we stand is our basketball good <laughs> i mean how do you know what what's your measure right. um, and tournaments like that really kind of help solidify that there's some good basketball especially in east idaho Yes, uh, there was also so that was the large school bracket at the Pro Image Sports Classic, and those games were at Hawaii. Rocky Mountain High School, meanwhile, hosted the small school bracket, and Westside went over and competed from East Idaho. Uh, the Pirates go two and one. They beat Kamii in the opening round, sixty-eight thirty-seven. Then they fall to a very good Ambrose team. This could be Sean. This is like a state tournament preview type of matchup, yeah. right? Ambrose got to the 2A state championship three years ago. They've got dynamic shooters. Ambrose wins by four, 49-45. That dropped Westside into the third place game against Firth. We all know how good Firth is. They won by two, 66 to 64. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. They're on the wrong tournament. <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong dates. Westside just beat Firth in regular season play, 66-64. Westside went one and two at the tournament. Lost to Ambrose in the third place game, beat Kamii. They lost to Baker, Oregon in their opener, 66 to 40. The, the Baker Bulldogs are no joke. They got yeah, all over the really championship. Good. And they were by far the largest team at the small school <laughs> bracket, Baker was. So Westside's a really good team. You know, they lost to North Fremont in overtime earlier this year. They've beaten Grace by three. Um, I think the Pirates, you know, even though they're three and four. I kind of look at them as maybe the leaders in this in this conference. Bear Lake lost a lot to graduation. They do return some dynamic athletes, but I think Westside's going to be right there too. Yeah, and Westside going up and and playing in a tournament like this is just I think so important um, for their game and for their building into the late season. And and they did and, and they competed really well. I mean, besides that Baker team, which I think that Baker team could compete maybe in the large school uh a bracket but you know that's that's how it is sometimes yep uh westside has one more game here before the holiday break they will travel to ryrie on thursday uh to battle the bulldogs and then they'll enjoy their holiday break there so that was the pro image sports holiday classic 
Um, let's talk about the Preston Indian Classic, Sean. Preston hosts this annual tournament every year. And I'll tell you what, they got some really good teams to come over and play this year. Minico, which is no slouch. They got three 5A schools, Eagle, Rocky Mountain, and Thunder Ridge all came down to play. Shelly came over and competed. And plus Skyview High from Utah and Roy High School from Utah. This was a really fun tournament throughout. Let's start with Preston. They get all the way to the championship before they fall to Eagle, a really good Eagle team that we think is going to be, you know, at the state tournament this year in 5A hoops. Yeah, I, you know, I watched the Preston versus Thunder Ridge game and I, I've watched Preston a, a bunch of times this year and they're just a team uh, that's, it's just, they're good and they're going to find ways to win. And that Eagle game is pretty close. Um, and, and they've had a lot of, I think all, you know, kind of the losses to 5A teams Preston has had um, and, and one loss to Hillcrest. But, you know, those, they lost the Capitol and it's close. They lost the Eagle They're So they're, they're like close to um, kind of just, I think kind of breaking it out and, you know, don't, you know, we talked about Pocatello maybe being the number one team. Don't sleep on Preston. You know, when Pocatello has to go down to Franklin County later this next year, <laughs> those games are no, no joke. They're, they're really kind of the most fun games to go to. I think uh, <laughs> as a fan, just, just to watch, but I would not sleep on this Preston team. Um, either and yeah eagle i think is a team we'll see at the end of the year be good as well so i think preston's just just so close to breaking through with um kind of a newer team with all the same last names i i won't belabor <laughs> the point but the fact that preston and pocatello like consensus top five teams potentially top three teams in the state of idaho one of those teams doesn't even get the chance to compete to go to state it's yeah. just a, a travesty. Honestly. Yeah, it's it, it has been for the last couple of years, right? And we know it. And um, you know, it <laughs> there's there's always some stuff about it, but you know, at the end of the day, you gotta go out and, and, and win the games. And uh Ty Jones uh will have a that team competing in a way that will be able to compete with that team and like Thunder, and you know. You know it's going to be it's going to be tough battle, but it's too bad because when I look at that bracket from last year, you know Preston beats a lot of those teams. But yeah, that's how the chips lie sometimes. Yeah, so Preston goes two and one at their at their tournament. They beat Minico 64-38. They beat Thunder Ridge sixty two forty one in the semis. They fall to Eagle by ten in the championship fifty three to 43 let's talk about thunder ridge uh they won their first round matchup with rocky mountain by two 57 to 55 a really fun exciting game they fall to preston in the semis and then they fall to skyview utah in the third place match 72 to 55 that that skyview program is legit in utah so no no shame there and then shelly man shelly was the hard luck team man they go down and they go zero and three they lose to Skyview, Utah by three, four or by two, 46 44. They lose to Roy, Utah by a point, 50 to 49. And they, I just think, ran out of gas. They lost by 10 to Rocky Mountain, 57 to 47. So Shelly goes 0 3. They lose the three games by a combined 13 points. Hey, you know, Shelly, again, is a team that's, they're going to build themselves into into a, a spot where they're going to have a chance to win in that district tournament i, I mean they're going to be good they go out and compete hard 
all the time. Like I always say, they're the team you don't want to play in that like second round Thursday night in the middle of the week because they're, they're going to come out and play like it's Friday night um, for the championship. Uh, so yeah, a tough battle, but I think that they're good. Um, and it, it's it's going to be a battle. And, and Thunder Ridge too. I think Thunder Ridge is kind of a new team with like a little newer uh, kind of players, not newer, but kind of a new core playing together. And I've seen them live and they're kind of getting it together and they've got some tall guys and Harker. And if, if they can kind of figure it out that boy, they could, they could surprise a lot of people as well. Yeah. I mean, that second spot, from district six for four, eight hoops is, is right there for the deal. Like we, yeah, we know Hillcrest, you can push them on, but you know, is, is it Blackfoot? Is it Shelly skyline? Is it skyline. I think Idaho falls is sneakily a team. Everyone should keep an eye on, but that second spot is wide open. So Shelly with a first year head coach, Keegan Keller, they've kind of been, you know, preparing him. Jim Colson, the, the former coach did a really nice job of preparing. And Keegan. Jim, and Jim Colson is now helping out at Thunder Ridge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I saw him the other day. I'm like, he's and everywhere, he, man. He's, he's everywhere, and he's I a like great him. guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. He knows more about basketball than than the two of us combined. Absolutely. Um, but they did a really nice job of kind of preparing Coach Keller to take over that Shelley program. They're having to navigate without you know their best player, Austin Cannon. We talked about that on our last last prep cast, right? Uh, and he'll be coming back eventually. They said. Yeah. They said two to three weeks or so, but once he comes back, watch out. Yeah, I, I think Shelly is primed to to maybe grab that second spot. Uh, Paul Kingsbury, in the words of Shakira, chips don't lie. I'll be honest. I don't remember when we were talking about chips, but I'm sure it was something you said, and I'm sure it was something very insightful, Sean. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just I didn't wear my tuxedo shirt, Paul. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gauntlet dropped for sure. Um, so, yeah, all three teams, Thunder Ridge, Preston, and Shelly competed well at the Preston Indian Classic. Uh, what's coming up then on the holiday hoops schedule on the boys' side? Well, Sean, it is the East Idaho shootout uh, taking place again at Skyline and Rigby and Bonneville and Idaho Falls. And again, we can only give you kind of the opening round matchups because after that, it's all based on you know bracket play from there. But Man, we've got some really good matchups. Here's here's what we've got uh, on the opening day, which is Thursday, December 28th. Sugar Salem is going to take on Bonneville. I kind of like Sugar in that matchup tentatively. Sugar is missing a couple of guys that got injured during football season. They're not operating at quite full strength yet, but th that'll be an interesting game for sure. Yeah, you know, Bonneville uh, is kind of having a tough go about it this year, but uh, I like sugar there, um, but a good, good matchup, good first round matchup. It could, it could go either way. You never know uh, when you start those, when you start these tournaments, what's going to happen the first day. <laughs> That's right. Um, you also have in the opening round uh, Rigby, they're going to take on Boise high. Um, That's a, a battle of programs that are trying to find their footing in leagues that have overwhelming favorites, right? Hawaii and Madison. That'll be a fun matchup. Uh, you also have Skyline taking on Lakeland. You know, a Lakeland team that got to state uh, last year could get to state again um, with Coach Tony Hanna. They're kind of the one of the teams in the North. We're keeping an eye on this. So it'll be a good measuring stick game for Skyline and, and Lakeland. You've also got Century taking on Canyon Ridge, Sean, opening round as well. Yeah, you know, Century again, a team kind of just kind of trying to find their footing, but they got Elias Blackhawk as 
finally playing pretty well. Um, you know, uh, um, Zach Gillespie um, didn't play last year. He came back. He's a kind of an explosive three-point shooter. Um, so th- that'll be a good game there. Canyon Ridge, I, th- I think Canyon Ridge has won a couple games I was surprised by. And, um, in, you know, it'll be, it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Yep. Uh, and then we've got a couple of matchups with teams and out-of-state opponents. And I think the teams that are in a little bit of a better spot right now are playing those tough out-of-state teams. You know, Highland is going to play Springville, Utah. That'll be a good first matchup for them. Idaho Falls is going to play Spring Creek, Nevada. And then you have Snake River taking on Jackson Hole, Wyoming. That'll be a good matchup for the Panthers um, as well. And by the way, speaking of Snake Panther boys hoops, uh, a couple weeks ago, Luke Higginson crossed the 1,000 point mark for his career at Snake River High School. So, congratulations to Luke Higginson at Snake River, also. Yeah, Snake River, uh, four and two playing really well, too. That's a boys' team that maybe doesn't get as much uh, fanfare as the girls' team right now, but they're they're kind of sneakily uh, a, a good team. Um, I think we'll have to keep an eye on them for sure. Yeah, we talked about the Parma Holiday Tournament on the girls' side. They're also hosting a boys' tournament. And again, it's American Falls going over to compete. They will open with Payette at high noon. That is the game I like American Falls to win. Also on their side of the bracket, Sean, is Skyview and Tri-Valley, a 4A and a 1A T2. I I fully anticipate American Falls is going to get to play Skyview, a team that's competing for one of the bids to state from district three, uh, at the four, a ranks. I think that would be a really good test for American falls. Yeah. That will, you'll, you'll know where you stand at the end of that. If you make it there, then your, your team is playing, uh, where it needs to be. So that'll be, that'll be fun to watch. Oh, you know what? I misread the bracket. That would, that matchup would come in, in the championship. Potentially. Okay. Also on payettes or American falls side of the bracket is Columbia and the Hawaii JV. You know, even if you're playing the JV squad from Hawaii, you know, that's going to be a really good test. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a good game. You know, the Hawaii team's playing really well, so I can't imagine their JV is just as strong. That's a huge school with a ton of kids. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, and then the last uh, tournament we've got to talk about, Sean, is, a, is an out-of-state affair, Hillcrest is traveling down to the Classic at Damien. This is held in Laverne, California. Uh, he has gone to this tournament the last couple of years, so this is for the absolute best of the best. And so Hillcrest is going to go down and compete. They will start with Rancho Christian from California. They will play that game at 2 o'clock Pacific time on December 27th. But, you know, Hillcrest may take a couple of more L's along the way here, but they will be very battle tested no doubt yeah it, it kind of if you know it kind of reminds me of rigby football this year rigby had a lot of losses and everyone kind of was like oh rigby's not good but you know i think in the end that's going to be good for that team to get where they need to be i mean hillcrest didn't start out at full strength this year so i i think they're still trying to uh, get all those pieces to fit um where they need to be but we know they're good they've got great players ike sutton isaac davis they're they're no slouch, but uh, to go compete at you know kind of more of a national level will really get them ready to go. I think the harder your schedule is, um, really the better uh, you're going to come out of it when it comes later in the season. 
Yeah, this Rancho Christian team, I'm looking at them, Sean. They're from Temecula, California. They've got 12 varsity players. 10 of the 12 are six feet or taller. I mean, their point guard, their point guards are like six three. They've got six five wings. And Isaac Davis, you know, bring your lunch pail because they've got a six foot nine senior inside in Sam Galindo. And then they've got a six seven sophomore that comes in off the bench. So <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be uh, an interesting opening matchup here. Well, I'm glad we don't um, compare height because I don't think Idaho would rank anywhere in right, height. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Hey, we do have one more comment here from Shannon Wilson, uh, the Avista tournament at Lewis and Clark State College. Yes, Shannon, we will be breaking down that that tournament in full on our North Idaho prep cast, which is coming up in about. 20 minutes or so here on Idaho. I mean, I'll do it because we know Ryan can't. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, there's going to be some good, you know, Lapway is going to be there. Kendrick um, on the girls side, Lapway Prairie, really good matchups with some, some interesting teams uh, in that Vista tournament. But Sean, uh, in terms of East Idaho, you know, we've got our plate is full of holiday hoop action. No doubt. Yeah. Just trying to, keep track of it all and all the tournaments i feel like there's many more holiday tournaments than there used to be i feel like there used to be like a couple and now there there's one for every everything so i like it though it's it's good i think it's good for the teams um it's just hard to keep track of it so if you if there's anything good you hear about go ahead and hit me up on the x right there sean kane 182 um i love to get those highlights we love to get the videos uh, big time performances. Uh, just let us know because we'd love to highlight it here on East Idaho. Yes, if there is a team, a story, a player that you think isn't getting enough love and attention, yeah, you can hit up Sean at Sean Kane one eighty two. You can send me an email, Brandon at idahosports.com, and we'll break it down for you here on the East Idaho Prepcast. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Again, we are going to take next week off for the holidays, which means we will see you back here in the year twenty twenty four. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we'll see you in two weeks on the East Idaho PrepCast on idahosports.com.